0: Hello and welcome to the Amplifying Scientific Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sophia Onoyen, founder and CEO of the Sophia Consulting firm, a life science marketing and communications consultancy that was established in New York City with the goal of amplifying scientific innovation. The goal of this podcast is to showcase scientific innovation stemming from global life science companies through conversations with senior leaders, who share their unique leadership journey, corporate vision, and industry outlook. My guest today is Professor Oded Soshayot, a faculty member of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem and the chief scientist of Copeland, an Israeli and aesthetic medicine company that recently announced expansion of its partnership with United Therapeutics to include 3D bioprinting of kidneys. Professor Shusayev has accumulated extensive experience with plant molecular biology and protein engineering. Notably, he has authored or co-authored more than 180 scientific publications and is an inventor of 50 patents. He is a recipient of several prestigious awards, including the Outstanding Scientist Polak Award in 2002, the 1999 and 2010 K Award for Innovative and Applied Research, and an honorable mention from the Israeli Prime Minister for his contributions in entrepreneurship and innovation in 2012. In 2018, he was also awarded the Presidential Award for his contribution to the economy and society of Israel. I have the pleasure eventually missing Professor recital when I hosted a webinar for CoPlant earlier this year highlighting his plant-based human recombinant RH collagen platform for the future of aesthetic and regenerative medicine. I'm also happy to share that the Sophia Consulting firm has said that CoPlant's agency of records since February this year. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to welcome you to the show, professor.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Great. Uh, So I usually start with my favorite question, which is, what is your definition of scientific innovation?
1: Okay, that's a very interesting uh, question. Um, uh, uh, I believe that uh, uh, innovation is actually integration of existed uh, technologies Mm -hmm. um, coming from um, uh, different parts of, uh, of science, um, uh, but the combination um, is uh, either uh, unexpected mm-hmm. uh, or uh, uh, in a way um, uh, have not been uh, done by others, uh, either because uh, uh, they, they simply didn't think about it. Uh, mm-hmm or uh, because it was really an out-of-the-box way of thinking. Mm. To me, that's innovation.
0: Mm. That's remarkable. I I like the integration aspect. I think that that is very important. And, you know, Professor, you have achieved so much. And I can imagine my second question is like asking you to pick a favorite child. Uh, But what would you consider to be your most impactful scientific and professional accomplishment to date?
1: So you are absolutely right. For me to say it is like, uh, to say, which is uh, which one is my favorite uh, time. Uh, but uh, I, and nevertheless, I, I I will try to be honest about it, and and, and I will have to say that um, the ability to uh, really clone and integrate five mm-hmm. different human genes uh, uh, into a single plant, and to successfully produce human collagen in plants mm-hmm. uh, must be the the uh, the, the top of, of my achievements. Uh, uh, simply because uh, uh, at that time when we uh, uh, started uh, this idea, um, many people thought that uh, that it's that there is no way that it will ever work. Um, and, and I don't blame them uh, for, for that lack of uh, uh, trust, <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you like, uh, because I, uh, even I thought that, that it may be too ambitious uh, right. at that time. And the fact that, that it succeeded, um, uh, still, even today, uh, I have to, to uh, pinch myself and say, Wow! Wow! <laughs> it's quite an ama- quite amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. I think that that's remarkable. Transgenic plants and and looking at Colpa and what uh, is going on with the company today, I'm sure it's something that you should be absolutely uh, proud about. So that's great. Um, so, but then again, it brings up my third question, which is the why. Uh, why did you choose to research plant molecular biology, uh, protein engineering, and, and nanobiotechnology? What was it that inspired
1: you to do these things? So, actually, that, that goes uh, uh, back uh, then when I um when I, I got my PhD, it was a totally different uh, aspect. Uh, and when I uh, when I, I did my PhD on biochemistry of wine flavor, um, mm-hmm. so a lot of uh, organic chemistry and analytical um, mm-hmm. chemistry. Um, in in those days, it was uh, you know late eighties. Um, I started to read about uh, molecular biology and protein engineering and. And I, I, was, I, I became envy <laughs> of, of mm. the people that, that that do that. And I, at, at that time, I said, wow, they're really playing God. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, and and I, I, I made a decision uh, that that's that's what I wanted to uh, uh, do. Um, and so as a postdoc, um, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to really move into this area of um, protein engineering. Uh, Nanobiotechnology actually came later, only 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to thank uh, our late president, uh, Shimon Peres, who, who was somehow was able to convince uh, uh, my government to invest uh, $500 million in five uh, nano centers uh, in the Israeli universities. And and we at the Hebrew University were lucky to receive $100 million and establish mm-hmm. uh, in nanotechnology. Those days, uh, uh, nanotechnology was dominated, Mm -hmm. well, probably still dominated by uh, inorganic chemists and physicists, Mm -hmm. and biotechnology was not perceived as the mainstream. And I came with a ticket that, hey, biotechnology uh, can contribute to the field of nano. And and I'm excited that uh, I did it because uh, that really opens a lot of uh, channels of collaborations uh, with um, with scientists that, that come from totally different fields like uh, physics, photonics, um, uh, uh, inorganic chemists, and uh, uh, and that actually uh, one of the most important lessons that I I, I uh, had that if you try to uh, collaborate with people that are out of your immediate field. I mean, this is really the most important thing that, that you could do because the benefit is, is outstanding.
0: Well, I, I love that uh, multidisciplinary um, suggestion. I think that it makes sense because we all bring different things uh, to the table. Uh, so my follow-up question for you is can you provide a top-line overview of ongoing work in plant-based technology, especially as it relates to regenerative and aesthetic medicine?
1: So I, I think that uh, um, uh, more and more people realize uh, that uh, plants are the best manufacturers. Um, and um, this was not. I mean, plants were not the the uh, immediate uh, choice uh, uh, method of production uh, years ago because um, I believe that uh, that um, uh, scientists that, uh, for example, were working on uh, uh, mammalian proteins, uh, mm-hmm. it would be easier to produce it uh, by mammalian cells, mm-hmm.
0: which is
1: true, but the cost of production um, is enormous. Mm. Uh, Because mammalian cells are are very delicate, so they require uh, very uh, uh, special uh, bioreactors, the media you feed them. Mm. Um, I came to to the conclusions years ago Mm. that that, uh, plants are are really the ultimate uh, 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 manufacturers, Mm simply because they're at the bottom of the food chain. I mean, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: everybody eats plants, uh, plants don't eat us, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And and so we really depend on our plants, and so they're really sophisticated. Mm. And and over the years, uh, technologies, um, transformation technologies, uh, and more recently uh, genome editing, you know, CRISPR and others, it enabled us to to really uh, take those uh, uh, plants and engineer them, mm-hmm.
0: uh, not just
1: by simply uh, introducing uh, uh, human genes or maybe uh, optimize codon usage and and, mm-hmm. and use sophisticated expression systems, but actually to to do metabolic engineering uh, of the plants to make it suitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, to produce whatever we want and and doing that with a minimal cost and when I say minimal cost it's not just uh, minimal cost to uh, to produce but it's minimal cost to the environment Mm -hmm. in fact every time that a a company or a researcher is producing something uh, beneficial like human collagen Mm -hmm. or other important protein vaccine you name it in plants we benefit from the fact that these plants absorb some of the carbon dioxide
0: Mm -hmm. release
1: some uh, oxygen to us so it's it's really the most sustainable method Mm uh beside the, the the fact that it's also very cost effective
0: yeah. I, I really like the focus on sustainability I think that that is a very important topic and, and I'm really glad that you brought that up so my follow on question to you is in your opinion of course, how has the Israeli biotechnology industry changed in the past 15 years, and and what are some loopholes.
1: So, um, um one of the nice things that happened um, uh, in the early days uh, in Israel was that uh, a, a companies like whole plant but also mm-hmm. uh, protalix uh, really pioneered the the uh, the, uh, the production of uh, biopharmaceuticals if you like mm-hmm. uh, it took them all the way to the marketplace mm-hmm. and and um, one reason for that i guess. Is that if you looked at the the, the uh, uh, Israeli um, uh, biotech uh, industry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, many of the companies uh, choose not to go into you know heavy pharma
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because the cost of um, a, 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 of the clinical trials and typically mm-hmm. uh, Israeli uh, companies uh, startups. You know they never had the strength to go and spend hundreds of millions of dollars on in clinical trials so the, so even bi- so-called biotech companies actually went to the niche of uh, medical device mm-hmm. perceived as, as as an easier way to go and that, that to me uh, was a big mistake mm-hmm. i mean on one hand on one hand, um, a, a companies uh, found themselves uh, either um, acquired by other big companies, and and the um, the, the early investors uh, made a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, uh, you have very very few, at all, if at all, uh, Israeli companies that are at the size of uh, you know a, a companies like Merck or, or. Right. Pfizer right. Pfizer right. Uh, I mean we had we have Teva but
0: yeah
1: you know yeah. It's still uh, 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 there's a lot of innovation and many companies uh, um, found uh, and been able to develop really cool technologies
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, unfortunately uh, uh, many of them end up uh, you know making you know the company was sold for for uh, A few hundred million dollars uh, uh, here and there, a few billion dollars, which was very nice. But uh, as as an Israeli industry, uh, we never uh, in the biotech uh, industry never uh, achieved the achievements of the high tech, like uh, you know, mobilized also 15 billion dollar or you know, or you see see, uh, huge companies like like Click like. um, Mm Checkpoints. I mean, now uh, that became uh, market leaders,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I and I think that it has to do uh, with the fact that uh, um, uh, most of the uh, uh, Israel investors um, uh, suffer from the fact that uh, biotech industry, unlike uh, you know the high tech or the cybersecurity mm-hmm. cyber security business, it, you you it's a marathon. It's not right. It, it takes time. Not, right. Uh, right. Uh, and so you you have to be patient mm-hmm. and i think the israelis are not that patient <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i think uh you you're right on i, I don't even think that Patience is a unique uh, issue with Israel. I think it's a worldwide phenomenon. And part of the reason why I love a platform like this is we get to have great leaders like you that educate on the process. What does it really take to bring in an innovative therapy to the market? It takes time, it takes patience, and it takes investment dollars. So very well said, Professor. Um, So my next question for you is along the same lines, uh, what do you think we could have done differently as an industry to mitigate the impact of COVID-19?
1: Well, that's a very uh, interesting and I think very important question because um, as an industry, I think uh, that uh, we almost uh, uh, didn't give the, the right attention uh, to the vaccine industry mm-hmm. in general. Um, uh, if you look today um, on the vaccine industry, uh, or maybe not today, but but maybe two years ago or a year ago, um, you would see that the that, that people are ready to pay uh, tens of thousands of dollars, even hundreds of uh, thousands of dollars uh, to get a, 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 a biologic drug or mm-hmm. any other pharmaceutical uh, that uh, uh, will uh, uh, help them even not cure, totally cure uh, mm-hmm. from disease like cancer, for example. Mm-hmm. But they're only ready to pay few dollars right for a vaccine right and and the reason is because vaccines are perceived as as an insurance
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so people are not ready to pay a lot for insurance because they mm-hmm. they say well we are healthy now so paying for insurance is like wasting money mm-hmm. uh, consequently um big companies that, that are in the business always looked at, at the, the vaccine uh, business as, uh, as as a very risky business, mm-hmm. um, uh, most of the time not supported uh, by governments. And uh, despite the fact that uh, uh, the vaccines were developed, I don't know, like from the time of uh, SALT or even before, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is like a really mm-hmm. old-established uh, uh, technology. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: uh, if the governments and the industries uh, were able to, uh, uh, you know, put together a more global plan for vaccination, uh, that that maybe even the regulators should uh, um, uh, put um, money. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, from from you know from the pension funds I don't know um, mm-hmm. to support uh, uh, vaccine research,
0: mm-hmm. we
1: would have been in a totally different uh, situation today. We mm-hmm. we are now uh, waiting uh, almost almost a year mm-hmm. uh, uh, to to vaccines to be developed, and I think we 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 could have uh, uh, done better. Um, and, and it is it is really because. Um, it it, it was never perceived as a very profitable business. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate your honesty. I think that that is uh, very refreshing. And it's also, again, enlightening because people need to hear the truth about the industry. And that's the best way that we can move forward. Now, uh, my follow-on question for you is is there any technology or company that you're currently excited about, and uh, why?
1: So, um, other than coal plant, <laughs> because I'm, I'm I'm biased, you know. This is my favorite. You know,
0: that,
1: that's my favorite. Oh, um, I'm really excited about uh, Caribou. Uh, mm-hmm. which actually took uh, the technology from Berkeley, you know, for genome editing. Because I think that 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 people don't even start to comprehend uh, the the power
0: mm-hmm.
1: of that technology. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it's not just genome editing, uh, it's also, you know, the same technology or, or modification of the technology can be used for diagnostics. Like, I recently read a very interesting article in a New England Journal, uh, where uh, it's being uh, now the, the same as guided RNA technology uh, is now uh, a, 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 a being used uh, to, to improve uh, uh, detection of uh, COVID-19.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And going back to, to genome editing, Mm-hmm. This is really, this is really playing God, seriously, because, because, uh, honestly, uh, honestly, honestly, what, what, what we have done so far, uh, we designed the uh, g- gene constructs and, mm-hmm. and in most, most cases we, we shotgun those, uh, uh genes into the plant and, and it was integrated randomly in the genome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, if we were fortunate, it was, Ended up in a good place, most mm-hmm. time in a bad place. And and therefore, uh, it requires a lot of work uh, to, to do it again and again and again, and select the one that is okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it reminds me that the, the time, you know, because I'm teaching also at the university, the course of protein engineering, and mm. and, and one of the first thing that I say in, in my first lecture is that I, I, I tell the students, listen, uh, you know, uh, a, a, you enrolled to this course It talks about um, protein engineering but in fact it's a bit misleading.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, we are more a, a protein terrorists. Mm. Uh, we terrorize the proteins. We don't really, uh, 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 we don't really know how to, to engineer them because uh, if you would go to the Technion or to uh, MIT and, and, and uh, uh, you would study civil engineering, and your task would be to build a bridge. Right. Uh, uh, you will be able to design in whatever you will have in the blueprints. Most probably when at the end of the job, you'll see, you know, pretty much the same bridge that you designed. What we do in protein engineering is uh, the, the analog of that would be, okay, we need to uh, to build a bridge over this... Uh, uh, river. Mm. So, uh, let's take, uh, you know, uh, uh stones and let's take some, uh, uh, metal road and, uh, throw it over the, uh, the, the river, maybe, uh, 1 billion time. And one, once or twice we'll get something that will right. enable us to cross the, 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 the river, but this is not really engineering. Mm-hmm. The beauty of, of genome editing is that for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. we can really call ourselves protein engineers
0: mm-hmm.
1: we can really engineer the ge- the genome and not just the genes
0: mm-hmm. powerful statement very powerful now that we've covered that i would love to know what is your vision for regenerative medicine
1: wow i mean <laughs> regenerative medicine you know, for me, you know, I I, I passed 60, so I'm considered the almost a, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a you know a, 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 an old guy. Um, so I start to think about, uh, hey, uh, what's going to happen next? And and I, I and I think that that uh, for for everybody, not just for me, but you know, for everybody, it, it, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about uh, think about. Uh, someone that is uh, under dialysis and and is is begging for uh, a kidney transplantation, mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden, no problem, mm-hmm. you know, okay? we we'll give you a a, a, a brand new uh, kidney, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or lung, yeah. or liver, you know. So that that's that's to me. Uh, it's really exciting because um, so far the 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 medical industry did wonderful uh in extending our uh, life expectancy but but not necessarily the the life quality
0: Mm. Mm.
1: and regenerative medicine for the first time uh has the opportunity to to really uh improve also the the the, the quality of life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and aesthetic medicine
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: well not just for life, but we we will look younger <laughs> you know, and, 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 and beautiful uh, so that's exciting but i think it's it's, it's really um uh, you know because at the end of the day uh each one of us um, you know, would like to to feel good about himself, right? Uh, to feel healthy, be able to do things that we've we've done when when we're younger, and that's what this technology enabled.
0: That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm a woman, of course, so I'm
1: still young. You're
0: still
1: you're still young. You young.
0: <laughs> that is wonderful. So you you mentioned earlier about patience. And I really like that. So I want to piggyback to what you think might be some other key consideration factors that will be important for sustaining innovation in the life science industry.
1: So I think everything starts with education.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and, 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 and today, uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the young people uh, think uh, that they actually don't need to go to the university everything is in the internet <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, let's do uh, a self-education and, uh, and and conquer the world and i have my doubts about it uh particularly um in life sciences
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, why because um it takes much more you need laboratories you need to uh to do the experiments in 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 not everything can be done uh, uh, virtually or, or by Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, the university has to change
0: mm-hmm.
1: because, admittedly, uh, the, the academy um, is uh, too conservative
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and we've made uh, big mistakes over the last 200 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason I say it is because uh, today, when you go to any university, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, Harvard, it Stanford, or Hebrew University, or uh, Cambridge. Um, it's divided to uh, faculties,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to departments,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: people are uh, specializing something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and become and they, they, they become experts in in very very narrow field. Yeah. Um, and and that's a big problem because Mm -hmm. when you need to solve an important problem, you need a toolbox,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. not just a screwdriver Mm -hmm. or wrench, so the ability to collaborate, the ability to talk to scientists, uh, and understand, uh, out of your field, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: and understand their language.
0: Mm-hmm. Is something
1: that we at the academy don't do properly. My uh, uh, hero uh, uh, are people like uh, Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. you no, know, uh, who was a biologist. He was also a chemist. He was a medical mm-hmm. doctor. He was an engineer. Some people say that he was. He was even a very good uh, uh, artist. <laughs> <laughs> And it's all in the same person. So the, the multidisciplinarity, the ability mm-hmm. to, to to look at, at science as, as a whole
0: mm-hmm.
1: is something that, that we at the academy are still lacking. So mm-hmm. we have to go back and learn from our ancestors and and, 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 and and teach the students in a totally different way. I mean, the student of the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that that, uh, 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 in my mind, uh, will have the will will study computer science, physics, and chemistry, and biology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and, and and design.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, not just uh, when he's undergraduate,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: all the way until the graduation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These people will have the the the, the tools to really influence the, the, the innovation because they, they will be able to innovate. Goes back to the first thing I said when we started our conversation. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't innovate if you don't speak the language.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. This has been a masterclass in scientific excellence. So thank you for sharing um, your opinions. Uh, my final question is very simple. Do you have any other commentary or thoughts? Uh, the floor is yours to, to share any other opinions that you like for
1: us to know. So the one thing that uh, uh, I, I would like to say is that uh, I, I thought a lot about uh, you know, sitting in the quarantine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, in the, uh, I, I thought about a lot about what what happened to us uh, since uh, February, or so, and I think that the world uh, changed. Mm. Uh, you know, this interview that that we're doing uh, right now yeah. is 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 one of those uh, things that that uh, uh, happened. Uh, I I can't uh, think of uh, uh, you know of something uh, 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 so important that happened to us that we were forced to become more digital. Right. Uh, And and I think that 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 brings a a lot of information. But what you're doing right now
0: Mm -hmm. is
1: you enable sharing information all over the world, which is so important because a year ago, I would go to San Francisco uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to a, a, a meeting with 15,000 people um, mm-hmm. in multiple uh, uh, sessions and most probably mm-hmm. I will find myself in one session <laughs> and at the same time there will be like 100 different sessions that I miss. and I'm not even talking about the cost and the flight and the time right right Of course we're still missing uh, the uh, you know the human touch they, they right you know it's it still uh, uh, we're not there. Uh, but I think that that uh, those kind of things that you're doing uh, and others at the webinars, uh, uh, we will enjoy, this will be one of the things that that, that will benefit us after this uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, epidemic. And, uh, and well, so I thank you actually for what you're doing.
0: Well, thank you for your kind words. It means a lot coming from you. I have the utmost respect for you and for Copeland and for all the great work that you have done and will continue to do because you are a brilliant mind indeed. And, and uh, it's just been refreshing speaking with you today. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Sophia.